Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Well, hello, everybody. This is Alex Kirby, host of the Down to Business Podcast. I hope you know that by now because you're listening. Hope you guys are doing great today. Today in my area, I want to give everyone a little quick snippet. We, for the first time in six years of my landscape business, as you guys know, I'm a pure marketing agency, Trifecta Landscaping, and we have our third company being announced next week that we are not saying anything yet, but it's going to be pretty cool. Um and for the first time in six years, we are having an ice and snow event, is the word that, that everyone says. Um, that, yeah, I never heard that, John, uh, that it was event, called an event. Huh? Yeah. It's not a... You should just call we're having some snow. Yeah, it's now called an event. So we are out, my guys are out doing banks and ice melting. We Good. might get, we might get an inch of snow, but we're in South Carolina, so this is, uh, this is a new thing for us here, so... Cool day today, but guys, in studio today, I have a very special guest. I'm very excited to talk to Mr. John Dando. Um, John, I'm going to have to let you say your title because you own so many businesses. I can't say well, owner well, of blank. <laughs> well, my name is John Dando, and my title is um, I'm the growth guy, right? So uh, in, in our larger business, um, I've had some different titles, but that's kind of where we settled. Like growth, expansion, whatever you, however you we want. We need a trademark. Whatever you want to say. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Chief growth guy, right? Chief growth uh, guy. I don't, like the, I don't like the terminology officer, right? Yes, it's I like, what, I don't know what that means. But yeah, that's what I do. It's how do we expand our brands and our market share um, and make them more successful. So, Well, let's. I'm going to yeah. fill people in on who you are yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm going to give you the floor. So um, tell people just kind of like, you know, we're jumping in here, but tell people yeah. your beginning genesis of, you know, Crawl Space Medic and yeah. your other brands and then just kind of where you're at today. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Um, yes, yeah, so Crawl, Crawl Space Medic um, is, is obviously a, a Crawl Space business. We repair Crawl Spaces and basements. Um, Crawl Space Medic and Basement Pros is now the official name of the business because we're in markets that have a lot more basements and we can repair basements. But we started in Columbia. My business partner, uh, Evan Wilson, is a home is a custom home builder in Columbia. And about nine years ago, uh, he he started recognizing a need in the market as he was building homes, flipping homes. Right. Uh, towards the end of the project, the last thing that was always the sticking point was uh, in South Carolina, you know, you get what's called a CL100 letter, which is basically inspection of the crawl space. Okay. And so that seemed to be the sticking point for closing, for lending. Um, and he re he realized this wasn't done very well. The repair side of it wasn't done very well. It was done side service, side business. Got, some guys did it well, but they, they wouldn't scale to meet the demand. So and, there wasn't a company that was, as their primary business no, model, wasn't crushing it. Exact, yeah, that's exactly it. right. Some of the pest control companies do it, but that that's not their primary business. Yeah. And so um, he started uh, Crawlspace Medic originally as a side service to the Wilson Company, which okay. is the building business. Um, fast forward maybe six months, eight months, right in that time frame, there were some guys doing those repairs on the side of Wilson Company for real estate agents in downtown Columbia. Um, Evan and I knew each other from church. We started talking. I was making a career change, jumped in. My my first career was in – I was in campus ministry uh, with Campus Crusade for Christ, and um, – 
approaching at that time 40. My yeah. shelf life as a campus minister, it's like, okay, I don't know how. They're still the same age. You're getting I'm older. I'm getting older. Yes. I've got kids. I'm gone every night, right? So um, wanted a career change and um, knew Evan, um, really respected his his business ability and what he'd grown. And um, so we met, um, called my wife, said, hey, we're going to do this. And so we, he and I jumped in. Was that a massive risk for you? So w- were you in a decent spot uh, yeah. to take a chance, or was that one of those – Hey, this is a all you know. I'm just Looking back, just it probably was a massive risk, mm-hmm. but uh, didn't feel that way. Didn't time. feel that way at the time because of Evan and just I like I liked I liked the idea. Um, I, I did I knew I wanted to get into business, but I didn't want to go go sell insurance. No offense to the guys out there sure, selling sure. insurance, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. So I liked the blue collar side. I liked the potential. Um, it probably was, we were about to have our fourth kid. So it yeah. probably was a, a risk. I had a very stable job, knew, knew you know, kind of financially what was going on. Yep. Had done it for a long time. Predictable. Very predictable. Yeah. So. And small business ownership is not. Yeah, that. right, right. <laughs> exactly right. So we jumped in and started developing. He, we had some great guys on board uh, that, that knew how to do the repairs and knew how to do the work, which helped me learn. But jumped in and, and started growing the brand. But at first it was, you know, like anything starts, guys in their own trucks going out. I was going around seeing real estate agents. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's who we are. Um, but right away, oh, Evan. Wait on, that's interesting. Yeah. So your main yeah. uh, target point to gain access to the market was through the real estate, yep. which Thank makes you. sense because they're the ones doing the inspections yeah. with the, that makes total sense. Yeah. Let's make a point to our listeners for that is when you start a business or you're trying to scale, look for the person that deals with uh, what you're trying to do the most and make friendships or relationships. The way I say it now, Alex, is like who can broker us into a crawl space? Mm. You know, how can we help somebody's business by repairing a crawl space for them or their client? Um, And that's how we still launch markets. Like the first – one of the first things we do is identify – Top real estate agents. Top real estate who's doing this in the – and they know a lot too. In any market, they're the ones – getting things repaired so we can get a lot of intel on a market. Here's like who our that. competitors That's are. So smart. Um, and they're they're also, you know, agents uh, in general, residential real estate agents are, are easy to have. You can look online, get their phone numbers. You're right. You can, there's they're, access. Their personal contact information is right there. It's right there because yeah. that's how they drive their business. So that's what we did at first. And the business started growing, had a great first year. Um, this is 2012? Th- yeah, right around 2012, okay. 2013. Cool. Um, it's all kind of fuzzy at this point. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I feel the same yeah. way. But yeah, Gosh. so we we right away the logo was already created, but we we copyrighted the logo. Knew we had something pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Evan and I are both by nature growth guys. Um, so for us, it was like, how do we keep growing Columbia? But where's the next market going to be? So we opened Charlotte the okay. next year. Um, the next year, yeah. you open your second yeah. location yeah. in a different region, basically. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's nice. It's, you know, Charlotte's a good Our, market. Yeah. Um, Not far from you me. know, there's a learning curve there because it's a lot bigger than Columbia. So four or five times as big. Right. Um, launched that same type thing. We found a young guy from church. Hey man, he was he was actually an IT guy. Uh, still works 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 with us. Um, in in knows everything. Good thing is he's he's a guy in our business that knows everything about our business. Mm. You know, he was there from the almost the beginning. Got Greg. His name's Greg. Got Greg up to Charlotte. 
Same thing. I mean, at this point, always has all we had was a website. We didn't do any digital marketing. Right. Um, boots on the ground, old school guerrilla marketing. Love it. Who can we talk to? Um, in in built started building out the Charlotte market. Mm. Um, the year after that, we opened Greenville corporately. So we had three, um, and that that was probably kind of the pivot point in our business. Three up and running fairly well. Lots of demand. We started really refining our processes. The good thing about the the one of the good things about opening up multiple markets quickly is it makes you ask this question about all your processes: Is this transferable? Mm, that's a great question. Can can I take this process? It could be an accounting process. It could be a inspection process. Scheduling. Can, can, yeah. Scheduling how we take phone calls. The whole customer journey. Right, customer journey. Yeah, call the customer journey from the time the the customer calls to when we're invoicing and doing a QC follow up, making sure it's five star for that customer. Well, for people who aren't doing franchises, let's use that on a practical level. Is it transferable between you and your employees? Yeah, I mean that's that's huge. It's funny, ironic, John. You don't know this. Um, We just had a three hour meeting with my trifecta leadership team on this exact thing as we. Or, hey, it's time to make this transferable, common language, more easily understandable. We all need to be on the same page because we have I've struggled with that personally. Yeah. So that's um, we've grown so fast that that stuff wasn't as important as making sure the work got done. Yep. Um, even though I'm a process guy, but the common language, making sure everyone's on the same page was not my I thought they just should understand. Yeah. So that's interesting. <laughs> like that's a great verbiage. The customer journey, make it transferable. And I raising kids helps you with that. Yes, you it know, does. Why, why can't my kids ever remember to do X, Y, and Z? It's like, well, I haven't made the process very transferable for right. them. So that that helped us. And then and then the, the question, Alex, uh, for for Evan and myself was okay, like you know, to be honest, we don't have unlimited capital, sure. right? So it costs a lot to go open yeah. our own corporate stores. Without details of that, I'd love to hear how you made that happen. Yeah. So, so what? What you know? What we did? We self-funded those first three stores, um, and then it was we 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 did a little. We had some guys help us, um, and we met a, fr- a franchise consultant um, who worked for the I Franchise Group. They're out of Chicago. Great group. Had done a bunch of brands. Actually met him. Um, the first guy we met, I think his name was Scott, in the Charlotte airport. Okay. Wow. It's just like, hey, I'm coming through. I'll meet with you guys. Yeah. Went, went and met him. Um, and so it's like, okay, we could either keep growing corporately, or we think we might have something we could we could franchise, and that would do that would do two things for us. The the capital pool from us personally is lighter. Right. Right. Um, but also, it lets us uh, with crawl space in particular. It's like okay, there's a brand, there's an opening in the industry here that's not being ser- serviced. We know that. Um, and, and America's awesome; it's a capitalistic society. Someone eventually is going to fill that void. What's the quick? What's, what's the quickest way? And let's it, let it. it be us. Yeah, let it be yeah. us. And so franchising became a real possibility for us. Um, was that intimidating at first? Yeah, it, it is because you you think of franchise brands, um, 
that's a whole different industry on to itself. The franchising industry. You typically think of franchise brands like McDonald's. Yeah, yeah the big ones. Uh, the big dogs who've been around for 60 years. There's 10,000 units. But what you realize once you get in that industry, there's tons of brands or franchises that have 50 units. People probably wouldn't know Panera as a franchise. Yes, correct. Because you would like. I didn't think about this probably a year ago. Franchises, like in general, yep. I would I would have thought Panera was corporate owned and they yep. owned all of them. And I have learned yep. recently that yep. they are a franchise yep. that you can own a territory. Yeah, can own a territory. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Territory of Panera and uh, Mod Pizza. Yep, is a franchise. Yes. Yeah, I, I would never have thought yeah. that. I would have thought corporate owned. They open yeah. them up. They send someone, you know, whatever they call that person, yeah. the guy that oh, goes yeah. and develops it and yeah. then leaves. The, yeah, the the open the opener, the opener, right? Yeah, but yeah, it, it's interesting. And so that industry itself. So so we really got we call it luck, you know, whatever. God's grace, yeah, for God's grace, providential grace. Mm-hmm. Like we got into a, with a good group of consultants. The franchising world that that helped introduce us to like the reality is um, there's a this is a, this is a business model mm-hmm. that that exists for smaller businesses too, not just these massive brands. Right? Um, Did they help with capital for your people who wanted to open a franchise? They 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 don't personally do that, but there is a, in that industry tons of tons of ways, whether it's SBA loans. All different ways. There's tons of people. There's tons of financial institutions okay. that support that industry. Cool. Um, now it's a little bit harder in an emerging brand, right? Uh, There's not tons of lifelong proof. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and the, those guys are going after the big fish. But so that's what we did, and we opened up our first um, our first two franchise units: one in Atlanta, one in Wilmington, um, and got those going. With with franchises, 2014, 2015? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. Um, and so that helped us grow. And then and what really what really starts happening um, there, which is really fun for your business, is there's like a ratcheting effect of you got corporate, you got guys, franchisees that are kind of your business partners now, and you start learning from each other. You know, we have one of the things that we developed before we opened, we sold a franchise was just a, a 500-page manual of like all of our SOPs, which which took forever. Standard operating procedures. Yeah, right? standing operator operating procedures. So, and that's one of the things they get when they they pay you the fee is like yeah. you you get access to get all the infrastructure this. and access. Yes, yeah, exactly. And so that those went those went uh, really well. We learned a lot. Um, had had really good operators, and then then it was like, okay, how do we how do we keep growing corporately mm. um, and we don't know what that magic number breakdown is eventually uh, what whether we have half and half mm-hmm. 75 25 but also as we were successful friends and family really became how we grew the brand so my brother owns two ah, crawl space medics okay. Evan's uncle owns two um, because they've seen it face to face yeah that that it's working and that they know your character. That's what always made franchising interesting to me, John, yeah. was like, yeah, how can you – like I was saw a commercial the other day for Firehouse Subs. They were trying yeah. to – they're like pushing a huge like franchise thing right a now. Growth, yeah. But what, what would make someone go – besides that they enjoy their sub, yep. what would make you want to put your time, energy, effort when you don't know anybody within yeah. that realm? You're saying that's exactly why people want to do it with you is – yeah. They know the leadership. Yeah. They know they've seen it up front. 
Why wouldn't I franchise? Yeah. And, I mean, and if I and I don't know the guys, but if my suspicion is when fi- the firehouse guys originally started, that's probably who they sold some of their first units to. That's a great point. Was friends and family yeah. guys they had worked with sure. at the firehouse. So that's that's kind of what we did. Um, it really it in, in still we've got a couple groups of of guys we brought in that we didn't know before the process started. But um, the neat thing is <laughs> most of our existing. All of our existing franchisees still are wanting to buy more territories because they've been successful. Have you had? I'm sure you have. Have mm-hmm. you had? Without going into detail, have you had a one that didn't work out well? Or yeah, was a we bad have. Fit? Yeah, bad fit. And 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 to, and to be fair, you know, um, probably uh, things we learned where we where we could. I'm pretty confident that operator if they came into our system now would be fine. Would be fine. That's yeah, a, I mean, we weren't ready. You know, sure. you're never ready, and then. And then you have to pivot to different things in different markets. And um, we really learned a, a sure. lot um, from some of those failures, to be honest. Well, so, and for our listeners listening, like that's a key thing for this podcast yeah. is where can you learn and grow from? And uh, there's something every day, you know, that pops up almost every day. I would say, I would say, I don't know. Let me think about that. I would say I feel like at least two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. I can feel confident saying that there's a m- event or a monumental thing that occurs where I'm like, hmm, I didn't think about that yet, yep. or this is sort of a fresh experience for me. Would you? Would you? Yes. Agree? Is it every day every, for you, or every, is it like every other day? Every day, every other day. If I'm paying attention, it's every day. Yeah. Or, or if I have the bandwidth to think about it, it's every day. And I'm not talking about minute things. I'm talking about I'll go home yeah. every couple of days and be like. I didn't experience yeah. that before. Yep. That that was a challenging if as a business owner with, you know, a solo operator, I don't think it's going to be as much, but when you have employees, when you have that many dynamics of people and owners like you have, every other day, man, I'm like, yep. dang, I did not see that yeah. one coming or wow, that was a, a experience I didn't. And yeah. so anyways, for you, I'm sure it's like every other hour. Yeah, it it, ha- it comes at you. You have to build out a team to help and as they is they get to know and they they grow and understand the business. They it's helping it's it's pivoting, hmm. you know, in the right ways. So, so a good example of that in crawl space is we've moved north. You know, we have we have a location in Columbus, Ohio, okay, St. Louis, Missouri, yeah, Nashville. Um, and some of those are corporate. Some of them are franchise. We've kept growing the corporate side too, um, just to support. Like so, Nashville's a great. We got we got a corporate shop in Nashville that helps us support. Ohio and Missouri, which are franchises, because right. it's we're in Columbia, hard to get anywhere from yeah. Columbia, especially past the Carolinas. Sure. So, um, but yeah, as we as we grew, one way was like, okay, we know how to do basement work, but we're doing a lot more of it now, and so thinking through um, how to train, how to support, how to how to get the right materials from vendors, all those things that you have to pivot and understand that so we, we didn't we didn't originally do. We talked about this off air. Yeah. Uh, with the scaling piece is, you know, that training mechanism yep. is so – because you, as you open franchises, you can – I'd love for you to hear this or, or speak into this. How do you keep the core – not every franchise is going to have the same culture. Yep. Exact same. Yep. How do you keep the core business focus principles – language 
And is it training videos? Is it in-person training? Is it yeah. your franchisee has to be all in? Like, what is the main yeah. driving you know I, force of I, I that consistency? It, to be honest, it's all those it's all those things, Alex. So, okay. but I think we're still small enough on the fr- franchise side that a lot of it's in person. Because how many do you have? Like, it, can you give, we, give our listeners, we, you know, they, yeah. So, so we have we have. Um, Right now, the territory counts larger than this, but we have operating units in eighteen places. Okay. So, so corporate and, and all all this. If if I if guys of you listen to this, I mi- I miss one. Don't be mad at me. I shouldn't do this. But I still enough I can remember Columbia, Greenville, South Carolina, Charleston, in the in South Carolina, up in North Carolina, Wilmington, Raleigh, Charlotte, uh, Pinehurst is a, is a location that's just launched. Um, and then in Georgia, Savannah, Augusta, Atlanta, Tennessee's Chattanooga, Nashville, Knoxville. Chattanooga's a cool city. Yeah, great city. Great. And then they've, they, they're a little over a year. They had a great launch, Sweet. great first year. Um, and then Missouri, St. Louis, Ohio is Columbus. And then circling around back to Virginia, uh, we got Richmond, Roanoke, and Chesapeake. Wow. And so – all those, what's good is we support them all the same, whether it's corporate or franchise, whether we have a corporate operator somewhere or mm-hmm. franchise operator or franchisee, um, we support them all the same. And a lot of it is still uh, me and Evan taking phone calls, our, our CEO Mark taking phone calls, our CFO, Chad Barrett, taking phone calls on financing payroll, right. accounting. Um, and then Johnny, who's our digital marketing guy, Helping like them understand because you're bringing guys in that may not understand yeah, anything IT about website. IT website. Yeah. What's this mean? When you talk to him about SEO, sure. what's this mean? Yeah, yeah. So all that support's expanded, but I, I would say in a good way. When I say this, I mean this positive. It still feels pretty mom and pop, hmm. and a lot of that is we because st- we still know a lot. It's my you know, brother. The phrase we say on the show is uh, "be big, feel small." Yeah, yeah. And, and so you know we've grown our internal team. Um, and a big thing we started doing last year, we're going in February, we're going a couple of weeks, February 15th through 17th. We did it last year. The first time is a big win for us is we have a retreat. Yes. I was going to ask you a about system that. retreat and we do it in Pinehurst, North Carolina at the, at the resort there, which is very central and is getting everyone together. A lot of it's to honestly to build camaraderie, mm-hmm. share the wealth, what's working. Let's look at this system wide data. Um, we do we do content, but then it's just we try to have fun yes. and get the guys to get to know each other because one of the va- the value in a franchise system is being able to or a, or even a large corporate system is being able to pick up the phone and call another guy that's in your same role, that's a great point. your same role, man, and say, hey, man, like I'm having this issue with the customer or I'm having an issue hiring guys, right. like. I'm, I'm doing all the best practices and it's working, but I want it to work better. Like, what what are you guys doing that's working? That, that synchronization yeah. and reliance. Like, like yeah. I, I didn't think about that with the franchisee. Like, you know, I do a lot of business coaching, consulting, yep. and guys have my number and they know they can call me type thing. But there's so many people that don't have that person. Yeah. So with a franchise model, uh, hear me where I'm wrong, but I think what I'm hearing is is a lot of the risk is mitigated. Yep. Because the infrastructure is already in place. Correct. You don't have to create all these system structures and processes. Yep. Uh, the marketing can be handled, which is a lot of people's main core yep. issue, as we've talked about before. Um, and then the mentor-mentee yeah. type relationship. Yeah. Now you've got so many people 
that help you have a solid yeah. foundation and help you build. And it's everything from I love that day to day operations. Yes, from like training on techniques of how to do an encapsulation, mm-hmm. how to install a drain in a pump under someone's house or in their basement, sure. um, how to do a, a sill repair, a framing repair under someone's house, to like, um, hey, we want to we want to expand. Like, what's a good growth strategy? Mm-hmm. So there's business coaching as well. Like, uh, yeah. okay, like, you know, we'll help you. Th- like, what's your team build out need to be? You, t- you want to expand and do a whole state? Sure. You want to expand and do two more locations? And a lot of the conversations are around that. But at mm-hmm. the at the at the kind of granular level of like unit operators, man, these guys are on a call once a week, all of them with each other, video call. Mm-hmm. There's guys to, in Ohio, Alex in Ohio, Blake out in St. Louis. Jeff down in Savannah, and so they start to get to know each yep. other, even though they've never met personally. But they're doing the same, doing the same things, hitting the same barriers, same successes, wow. and there's there's system wide data. Yes, every week we send out system wide data on almost everything, so they can see, mm. man, this guy's really doing well here. I should try. I'm that. struggling. Let me give him a call. Yeah, or I should try. That. Yeah. Uh, now I have one random question before mm-hmm. I ask you, kind of our last segment. Yep, John, this has been awesome. Is for territory, do yep. you give first rights to the person who has a territory nearest to the? That's a good. That's a good question. Because it, I would think this is just me. Yep. We haven't talked about this off yep. air. I would think that if a guy is killing it in his territory, yep. maybe the territories that touch his, I would think naturally, maybe I'm wrong, have first rights to the ones that touch his territory no, at least. It, it, I wouldn't say it first rights. There's nothing contractual, True. right? Okay. Just to say, hey, man, you, but. You know what? What we tell guys, and it's true. Our goal is to have, you know, twenty franchisees and run three hundred units instead of three hundred units and then three hundred franchisees. So meaning they own multiple territories yeah. rather than having a lot of owners with one, one territory. territory. Yeah, yep. okay. absolutely. So so it's in our best interest to sell them those adjacent territories. Now, can they can they can they scale fast enough and build out a team? capitalize yeah. well enough. Do they want to do that? Sure. Right. Um, so, but yeah, there, that's a discussion and it's usually a really good discussion around like, Hey, well, what are your goals in three years? Right. It, and you wouldn't like, if, if I'm someone, not going to, yeah, you're not going to like, Oh, by the way, yeah. we slid this guy right next to you. No, Obviously not, you would never not, do that. Not going to happen. Yeah, of course right? not. It's a conversation sure. of like, Hey, what, you know, and, and then usually if you have an interested buyer, that's, that's a, could be a good franchisee. You can usually pivot, like, "Hey, man, like, what if we, what if we do something over in this other area?" Right, and they're, you know, um, that's a great question. Yeah, this yeah. is interesting. I've always, yeah. thought, I've always oh, wondered yeah. that. Like, oh yeah, because again, like this franchising thing, as a years talk, I've talked to you about it, and I've talked to another guy mm-hmm. similar in my industry about it. It'll probably last six months. It's just like, wow, this makes like way too much sense. Like, because because you have a bad taste in your mouth almost about it from yep. the big corporate Absolutely. boys, yeah, and and people leave a bad taste like when they talk about franchises. But you, but you now that you get it, once you get into, it, you realize. I mean, you're sitting here with me, Huge like support I, I'm not an intimidating guy. No, like, not at all. Hey, it, I'm just a regular dude. Yeah, Evan's a regular dude. Our team's just a bunch of regular folks. And franchising is just the industry vehicle we've used to grow I, our business. I like it. You know, so, so and it leads to the next thing is you know is what are the things like John like. The lessons I've learned are going to be way different than what you. Yeah. And our listeners here are mostly, you know, small businesses from, yep. you know, $100,000 in revenue to a little bit over a million. Yeah. It's kind of our average yeah. data. 
how, how what's the big business tips like that you've got a couple that were like man these were monumental things <laughs> yeah. that shook me that the Lord or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of it is and everyone talks about, it's kind of a buzzword right now, culture, camaraderie, yeah. but really meaning it. Like, mm. um, I think holding people to, and there, there's a balance in a small business, right? You, you're, you're, you're paying somebody, um, that you got to work, you got a job for them to get done. Um, but also you care about them personally. Right. And so balancing that really well, um, and learning how to do that, that was a big learning curve for me. Sometimes I messed it up. Sometimes we did well with it. But I think that's where training comes in, um, knowing, your, knowing your employees and, and franchisees' goals. Like, what are you guys trying to do with this? Mm -hmm. What do you – like, for for example, for you, for you in your – in trifecta, yeah. it's like you got a guy cutting grass and blowing, mowing, and going. It's like, hey, man, like, let's let's sit down and talk. Like, what do you really want to do? Like, this is a job. I get it. You got to pay yeah. the bills. But, like, what do you want to be doing in two or three years? I just had that conversation this morning. Yeah. yeah. Is there a way I can yeah. – is there a way I, is there a way we can work together to get there? So so goals and common language being yeah. a very consistent thing yeah. day to day? And being present, being accessible. Um, I love that. You know, uh, a friend came recently to my office that we know, Michael Grandy, and, um, like, he just laughed at – you know, my, my office is still kind of like this, man. Like it's, it's a, it's a pop-up table from Sam's Club. Like, <laughs> you know, like I don't, I, it, and he's like, dude, like this, I'm like, yeah, man, this is just, I don't, I, I don't care. Like I want to make, push out this success. My right? interior designer. Yeah, it ain't happening. And so um, some of that and just, and that makes it also accessible to the guys. I mean, we work in blue collar. So, like, making yeah. your – being present, being accessible. Um, relatable. Yeah, relatable. Yeah. The, the, the two, like – you know, I know everyone's got their these, – these things. But I think at a and, – and this is – these these are – I've learned this from Evan, um, my partner. Um, clarity, competency, and care. Like, uh, at the local, <laughs> like, if it. we can push – if we can push – Okay, so if you have a problem or you have a success, usually if it's a success, the clarity was there for the team, the competency was there on the training, mm. and the people that work with us, and they cared, like they wanted to do a good job. If we have a failure, one of those, one three. of those is missing. Sometimes it's our fault. Some of the time it's their fault. But those three things have given us very good kind of talking points around that, right. you know. And so if that was anything. And you can apply that to anything, right. like you know, my raising my family, mm -hmm. like my kids. Like, do, do you guys understand what I'm asking you to do? Is there clarity? If not, it's my fault. Sure, you know, um, lapse in communication. Yeah, my ten year old was was washing the dishes the other day and he didn't finish, and I was getting on him. He's like, "Well, Dad, I understand what you wanted me to do." I'm like, "Well, I have never really told taught him how to wash a cookie sheet." Mm -hmm. It's my fault. There's no clarity there. I'm just telling right. him, "Dude, go wash the dishes." So I'm bad about that. Same thing. Clarity, and that's usually leadership. Are yes. we being very clear um, about what we've been done? And then competency, can they take the clarity and, and, and operate it? Flush it out. Flush it out yeah. to, to the customer, yeah. right? Where the customer's like, these guys were awesome. The, the uniforms, the shirt, the truck. And then lastly, do you have people who care? And that's 
that's the X factor. Like, you know, you can have, and you have it, but if you're missing one of those three things, it gets difficult. Mm. You know, you're not going to have the successes you want, or they're going to be a little bit muted. Um, and that, and that's what we, we, we fail all the time. I love that. John. Yeah. So. so basically no matter what size, where you're at in your business, those, I love the three clarity, competency yeah. and care. Um, from zero, you know, you having one part-time person oh, to man. have in as many, you guys are yeah. probably well over a hundred employees now. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout oh, the system. Pretty absolutely. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. So, well, John, this has been fantastic. Yeah, man. man. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It, I don't want to, yeah. you know, we try to keep it short and sweet absolutely. to the point so we can di- actually digest what our yep. listeners have learned. I understand. So, guys, thank you. This is John Dando. Yeah. Cross y'all Space keep Medic. rolling out there. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. And uh, this is the Down to Business Podcast. Alex Kirby, hope you guys join us next time. Episodes are always Mondays and Fridays. Please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Have a great rest of your day, guys. God bless.